And that's actually something I quite liked. You could go onto the internet and have a look what a corporal level five gets, but yeah. in Civvy Street, you don't really have that. And uh, it's a it's bit a, weird to get used to that. It's a big thing. <laughs> I, I, I had a, the exact same conversation with a, um, a guy who works for a company called Steria. They were doing the application, the IT application. And our pay is transparent. Yeah. If you know how long somebody's been in and in when they got promoted, you can say with quite good certainty that they're on level three, blah, blah, and this is how much to get paid. It's yeah. published. Because we are essentially public servants. You know, we are paid through by tax. When I was speaking to this gentleman, he says there could be two of us doing exactly the same job and I'm on twice the money he's on. Wow. So in Civvy Street, unless you're in a, uh, um, a, a government job, chances are pay scales are not published, mm -hmm. especially in the management level. So when they, and one thing they tell you when you leave, let's go back to the resettlement piece, don't sell yourself short. You have a wealth of experience. Mm -hmm. You've got to look at what you can offer. And whenever you do your, how much do you get paid? So if I'm on 30,000, 35,000 pounds as a sergeant, I'm guessing that because I can't remember what it is. Um, if you were to look at how much your actual salary package would be, it's not 35 grand. That's just your pay. Then you add on your pension, which is non-contributory. So you don't pay anything into your pension. It's paid for you. So stick another five grand on there. So now that's 40 grand. You can have subsidised housing. So you can spend £100 for your, your house, where it's actually going to cost £900. Stick another 800 quid on top of your salary per month. And before you know it, your 35 grand is actually £55,000 that your actual salary package is. Mm. So the remuneration for our pay is very good. Yeah, yeah. So when you're looking for a civvy job, if you want to do the same as what you've been doing, you should be looking at the... If you're on 35, you should be looking at 35, 40 grand a year jobs. You should be looking for those jobs. Yeah. And don't sell yourself short. That's a big thing, honestly. I, th I think I definitely found that difficult. Um, you know, I did 16 years, but I still found it difficult to boast about myself and the, the stuff I did and what I could do. So that that is a tricky thing, especially if you're listening to this and about to leave the military. Mm. Um, but I, I'd say just reach out to, if you have any mates that have left recently and, and how they coped but you're right don't sell yourself short but it's easier said than done for most people especially soldiers I think they don't really do that do they they don't really boast about what they do we no. just get on with the work um, but yeah it is a, a, a big thing um, I was talking with somebody a while ago you have to have a certain level of arrogance in yourself because if you want to get on, you've got to show that you can be that next person, mm. that next rank. Mm. Yeah. So, and be confident in what you're doing. So it's a fine line that the, the arrogance piece, just be on it, but not step too far that you become yeah. a complete, you know, what I'm saying. <laughs> a word we shouldn't use. But you can go that way, too far over that line. Um, I'm good at what I do. I know that I'm good at what I do. And you've got to be that. Uh, I used to say to my private soldiers at uh, Fort Battalion, I liked having soldiers. Uh, I liked helping them get on, develop, and that's great. And seeing them get promoted 
is what you should always be doing for you as a boss. You should be looking to them to get promoted. Looking after their career is not your own. Your boss should be looking after your career. That's how it should work. Um, and I'd, I'd, I'd say to them, how are you today? Well, so I'm... Ask me. I'm effing awesome. And like, oh, that says, be confident in yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you like, I, I am, I'm the man. Yeah, be the man. Be the girl, you know, whatever. You know, I... I there is that piece about it. I mean, the army's given me confidence without mm. a shadow of a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shy retiring guy who lived in Wolverhampton in 1984 has, has long gone. I've got other neuroses that I deal with, yeah. <laughs> but they've developed from instances. But on a normal day to day, I'm very confident in what I do. Uh, I've, in t- 2015, after I left where we were working in, in, in uh, Andover, I moved back into the clothing world in the army. Um, I have a job which has now lasted me for five years or more, and it will run until 2022, and I'll probably be able to extend all the way up to 2027. And that's when I'll be 60. That's a key date for FTRS, because our service, can we can serve until we're 60. Right. So that's my aim, because I can have an immediate pension at 60. So that is my goal. Uh, that ability to interact with senior officers um, is, is part and parcel of what I do. So I can't be a shy retiring wallflower when I'm supposed to be providing information directly, mm-hmm. be it in a written form or in a verbal form, because they need to be able to trust what you say to take it forward. Yeah. to their more senior things than that. And that's that thing, and that, that holds over anywhere you go, is trust your knowledge and trust that you can deliver it. You know, uh, I, can, I can speak publicly like this. We are where we are right now. I can take a squad and go and do drill. I can do that. But I can't stand in front of a class and give a classroom lesson. Right, yeah. I can't. I, I, why? So I'm not a I'm not a formal teacher. Can I take somebody and teach them how to do the job? Absolutely, because I've done it hundreds of times. But can I stand in front of a class and give a lesson? No, because I'm not a natural born proper instructor, formal instructor. I think there are people who do it and are fantastic at what they do. That's not me. It's not where my forte. It's not where my strengths lie. So you have to understand where your strengths are. Yeah. towards. But when you need to do it. So I've had to give presentations in a classroom to students because it's been part and parcel of the job. So I've, I've had to do it. So you've got to get over certain things to do it, whether you script it, preparation, come back to that word again. Preparation is key to pretty much everything you do in your life, you know, if you want to get on. Um, talk to people, read, you know, that, there's those things that all help you. Um, current affairs... You have your interests, but there's certain things you should be looking at to develop yourself. Mm. Personal development mm. is always key. Most companies now, especially large companies, want you to do professional development. Yeah. The military yeah. is all about personal and professional development. Yeah. yeah. And it's good for you, growing as a person. Don't be shy of your interests, as long as they're legal. <laughs> uh, I used to be very closeted in what I believed, what I liked, what I wouldn't want to tell people, because they weren't quite mainstream. Now I don't care. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, 
Uh, I have my group of friends who we, we game with every week, every Wednesday we meet up. It's a social meeting, but we board game, five. Uh, <laughs> board games done to drag those sort of things, which I would never have said before. I'd be yeah. very embarrassed about yeah. it. But why should I be embarrassed? It's what I like to do. Just because you don't like to do it doesn't mm. mean it's not it's no less valid than you going to do whatever you do. Yeah. And that's that that's that the piece about being being confident in yourself, I think. Good advice. Good advice. Well, I think we may have come to the end. Uh last little chance, is there anything that you've forgotten that you want to share? Or do you think you you, you covered everything you wanted to? No, I think I'm good. Yeah. Um we could go on for a lot longer. <laughs> And I could rabbit and bore the tears off everybody. So no, I, I would I would just like to say that if anybody's thinking of joining, um, do so. I've been to some fantastic places, and I'll finish up one one last one, mm-hmm. um, which was uh, my sec- third tour in the Falklands, uh, because I went to the Falklands a year after the last tour. Uh, I was allowed, allowed to have my R and R, my rest and recuperation, on the Ascension Islands. I managed to bring Rose down from the UK to the Ascension Islands, so we had a uh, a villa to ourselves, a Land Rover, and a beach. Nice to ourselves on the equator, and it cost me thirty five pounds. <laughs> there are big perks in the military for sure. At times, there's some crap <laughs> things, but once in a while, there are some diamonds. Yeah, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Well, Ian, uh, thank you so much for sharing. Uh, thank you for your time. Uh, and most importantly, thank you for your service. Thank you. This has been Military Veteran Podcast. Out. Out. <laughs>